um, you might not recognize my voice because I am not Chelsea. Uh, today we are going to be turning the tables on our girl Chelsea. Um, we figured that it was time that you guys got to know her. Yeah, I realize no one knows who I am. I'm not a celebrity. I was not on a reality TV show. I don't, I'm not a social media influencer. So people are probably wondering who I am. Like, where did this podcast the even come from? The girl behind the microphone. Exactly. We're, we're lifting the veil. So <laughs> today, Shelly is going to be taking over the reins as host, and I'm going to be the guest. Yeah, welcome everyone. This is going to be fun. We have some sangria. (laughs) We're ready. So we, Chelsea and I have known each other for three years. Mm -hmm. Um, Feels literally like a lifetime. We have been through probably everything you could imagine as friends. I was actually thinking about this the other day and I was like, not even just breakups, but like (laughs) like life, life, real life trauma. Like we have been through like the the darkest nights and the brightest days yeah like there's there's not a lot of people that can say that I think so we know each other very well but I still kind of think that there's a lot to learn Mm -hmm. um so some of the best Chelsea stories come from her dating life which I'm sure some of you know so just to get us started, I think we're going to do a little game. What do you think? Yeah, some icebreakers before we get into the hellish past that I've <laughs> had. The heavy stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to play a game called Deal Breakers. I just came up with some stuff uh, that I think is funny about dates and things like that. We're going to see how far Chelsea will go. <laughs> and just a quick note, too. Shel- I don't even know if Shelly knows this. In college, we did sorority superlatives. And I got delusional dater. You did? Yeah. Oh so my this God. is going to be really interesting. Um, I got most likely to marry a ginger. <laughs> wow. Hang those up it. on our wall. We're, we're crushing it. Um, so yeah, needless to say, this is going to be fun. Can't wait. All right. So you ready for the first one? Yeah. Okay. You've been going out with a guy a few times. You like him. Everything seems to be going well. He sleeps over one night and the next day you're both obviously hungry you ask if he wants to order Postmates, which, if you guys don't know, is Chelsea's favorite Holy thing. grail. Uh, he instantly gets stiff, and you can sense the tension, and he tells you he refuses to ever order food because he feels like delivery is the devil's work. Deal breaker? Uh, absolute deal breaker. Yeah? Because especially, you know this, living in a city... There's just so much food to experience that sometimes I really don't want to eat at home, but I also don't want to get dressed up and go out. Yeah. And the luxury of wearing no pants and purely getting up... There's nothing better. ...to get food... Yeah. We wouldn't even be compatible. You wouldn't, because that means your morals are completely different. We're, we're not aligned. So, deal, yeah. that's a deal breaker. Deal breaker. I, I think I would say the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Easy. All right. You've been dating a guy. You really like him. He thinks it's time for you to meet his family. It's a little bit soon, but he talks about his sister all the time. So you like you think it's cute, like he loves his family, whatever. You agree to go meet his family. You go over to his family's house for dinner. When you get there, he kisses his sister and his mom on the lips. Throughout the night, you notice that like his sister's kind of like on his lap and like just Oof. like it's a little bit they're weirdly close. But you still are like the family thing might be cute, I don't know, but you're questioning like is it creepy? So when you approach him about it, he gets really defensive. Deal breaker? And there's no opposite of this, right? Like, it's not... 
like it's just like are we together or are we not yeah it's just like would this you stick it out breaker. like would you stick it out like, i do think, you think the, it's too weird or the not? biggest takeaway here is the getting defensive mm-hmm. because if you are getting defensive that usually means you're trying to hide something so if someone was that upset that i was just like hey what's going on here and they yeah they like tensed up i would be like it seems like you're protective over what's happening Whatever which relationship is, that is yeah like which... you're you're like questioning your own self so yeah i don't know what it's like in between yeah it really is in between like if i really like them but i think as of right now especially like it's just 2018 Mm -hmm. and there's i feel like people like you don't need to be doing that (laughs) exactly like Like, you can like your sister's photo on instagram you can text her we're not in the 1920s where you're never gonna see them again like I'm yeah the more I think about it I'm thinking deal breaker yeah I think it's like one of those things that you you originally think is cute and then it's like this is a like maybe incestuous yeah like like if we were out and his sister met us out and they kiss on lips and people at a restaurant like yeah like is that your girlfriend you a Th- like a thruple like yeah. what's going on here and, and like, i'd be like no it's his sister never imagine, like kissing austin on the no lips. like no like that yeah like, hard pass yeah <laughs> on to the next the more i think about it in my own life the more i'm like now i'm like yeah we're, we're moving along from yeah, that I think this is relationship like, we're like on mtv next like mm-hmm. this guy's next all right next okay you're seeing a guy who seems really cool you're just getting to know each other so you're like talking about all of your favorite things food music tv whatever and you get to music and you say your favorite bands and artists, something like Cardi B. Okay. And he, like, scoffs at all of them. Like, he's like, no way. But you laugh it off. You ask him who his favorites are. And he looks at you like you're insane and says, obviously, the Backstreet Boys. You laugh like you think he's kidding. But he gets really offended, like, that you think he's kidding. He goes on and on about how they're the greatest band in the world all of all time. And then he shows you a tattoo on his back that's of the Backstreet Boys Millennium cover. Deal breaker. Wow. <laughs> At first, I was like, this isn't that crazy to me. Like, I would actually think, like, that's actually, that's kind sweet funny. and, yeah. like, funny that he's <laughs> like that he in the boy band. You're like, the oh, tattoo yeah. is what's throwing me off here. <laughs> the Millennium cover, too, is, like, like iconic. Like, Honestly, I don't think it's a deal breaker. <laughs> Because if it's on his back, it can be covered. You're not really showing your back in public ever. Like, only That's I would true. know. I guess the only time it would like be around is, like, a, a family barbecue if you're, like, <laughs> taking your shirt off and grilling. But I, I think it's a funny story more than anything. Like, yeah. I don't think that affects the person. Yeah, and, like, the relationship yeah. is just different interests in music. I think the the main thing is getting like offended that yeah like, that's the biggest thing but like i kind of th- agree with you and think the tattoo is funny yeah it's funny like i know so many guys with dumb tattoos mm-hmm. i mean you know this especially F- from fsu that would get blacked <laughs> out and get tattoos on their asses like yeah, like toilet paper on their butts. i know a guy that has a the peanut mr peanut man on his ass <laughs> i know a guy that has a um it's toilet paper and it says shit happens okay so <laughs> like so maybe these the are people within our circles like so this isn't that off <laughs> these base are like people we're friends with. yeah so oh, i don't think this is a deal breaker all right okay i'm on board with that all right you meet a guy you hit it off you have a blast together you decide to go home together oh just to like to preface this this has happened to me okay 
I don't think you know the story, but you have a blast together. You decide to go home together. You're making out. It's, like, progressing. All of a sudden, he stops and says, I'm sorry, I need to take my teeth out. (gasps) And he proceeds to remove his teeth. Is that a deal breaker? I'm more in shock that this has happened to you, and I don't know this. Was I need to know your story. Was it a full set or was it like one to two teeth? So I was like in high school at this point and this guy that I had a huge crush on finally asked me out. We went to the movies. Obviously we're like kissing. Yeah. Because you know you're in high school and you're mm-hmm. whatever. And we like go outside. We le- go to leave the movie and he like starts doing something and like his teeth, his front teeth are like connected by a retainer and he like pulls them out and he has no front teeth (laughs) this is like a real thing that's happened this one's hard for me to answer because (laughs) i'm really big into teeth or so i thought Mm -hmm. but the more i realize it i'm like a lot of guys in my past don't have great teeth (laughs) i thought you were gonna say don't have teeth don't don't have great teeth uh i like i'm really trying to think but this isn't about bad teeth this is about people just like missing a full setting and have to like take it out and also like the feeling of gum that's what i'm trying to think of like like does he have like to just like dating i'd be like who cares whatever but yeah, yeah it's the when you get intimate that you're like what is this gonna <laughs> feel like is this yeah like gonna be a slippery <laughs> slope literally <laughs> i was gonna say like an actual like slope. oh my god i feel like it would probably bother me I don't know. Am I not not being open-minded? All these are deal breakers? No, no. I mean, you kept the Backstreet Boys guy. That's true. I'm going to have to say deal breaker just because I don't want to know what it would feel like and, like... Yeah. And, like, when you think about, like, going to sleep at night, like, is he going to take his teeth out and put them in a cup by the bed? Yeah. And, like, what if he, like, forgets them one day? (laughs) Or, like, loses them and, like... Casually forgets his teeth. They get removed by the TSA. And we're, like, traveling, and he has no teeth. Yeah, that's now what I'm thinking of. Like, <laughs> you bring him home to meet your family, and, like, he rolls up with no teeth because he's he like, oh, the TSA checked him. <laughs> so, yeah, I think now the more I think about breaker? it, it's, it's a deal breaker. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a deal breaker. I mean, it was a deal breaker for me when it happened, so I was like, please take me home. <laughs> please take me home before I start crying. <laughs> All right. Last one. Okay. Uh, you've been dating a guy for a couple weeks. It's still still early, but you have a blast together. You feel like it could go somewhere. You've but you've really only do- done like sober activities together. So you. So don't this know- is already unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> so this is not you dating. So this isn't my life. Coming from a girl who went to a club on a first date. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, so you've only really done sober activities. You don't know what he's like drunk, but you're not really worried because he's like super cool. Right. You guys decide to go out together one night. You're drinking. First, it's totally fine. As the night goes on, you start to notice, like, little differences in his personality. You slow down your drinking because you're a little bit concerned at this point, and he keeps going. The more drunk he gets, the weirder he gets. And at Mm -hmm. one point... (laughs) I'm sorry, this one's too good. (laughs) At one point, (laughs) he starts howling at the top of his lungs and tells you he's always believed he was a werewolf. Whenever anyone approaches you guys, he growls at them. And attempts to bite them. Other than this, everything is amazing. Deal breaker? My mouth was just on the floor. (laughs) This has to be a deal breaker because, as we'll get into later, I've been on so many drunk dates where people already are questionable Mm -hmm. and it's not this extreme. And I've already realized, like, to me, when you get that drunk, 
to me, alcohol is like truth serum. So it's yeah. like that's actually what you believe. Like, like that's just a suppressed feeling that he's like waiting until he's drunk to yeah. release to the world. I can't date someone whose motivation <laughs> is to be a werewolf. But also, how wild is it that like there are people that are completely normal and then they flip a switch and it's like it's night and day. Yeah. He and that's the other thing. I don't want to deal with that, like, which one are we going to get tonight? Or, werewolf. like, you just know you're always going to get the werewolf. The werewolf or the human. Like. And I, you know how girls always defend their werewolf? Like, oh, it's just when he's drunk. We just yeah. get in fights when he's drunk. I can't imagine being like, he just only wants to turn into a werewolf yeah. when he's drunk. <laughs> like, everything's amazing, but he thinks he's a werewolf. And also, I absolutely hated Twilight in all those movies. Shelly and I have a strong disagreement yeah, I was on like, this. We differ. She just this. almost like, like left the room. I like just rolled my eyes so hard. But like <laughs> that to me is even more of a turnoff because I was so turned off by that already. Yeah. That now you're yeah. now you're in the flesh trying to do this. <laughs> yeah. That's and he's not only just like thinking this, he's howling. No, and like barking at people when you come by, like. I think they would think he's having like a psychotic break. I mean, I would think that. Like, I'm a therapist, and I would be like, "This guy needs it's to be like hospitalized." On, yeah, like he's he needs 100%. to be hundred percent. He needs to be removed from the facility. So yeah, we're going I, that's deal a deal breaker. breaker. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I feel that. All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> Woo! Making my <laughs> way through this sangria. I learned a lot about you in that moment. Yeah, and I don't care about uh, boy band tattoos. Yeah, like, that's the only one that wasn't a deal breaker. All right. I mean, well, you like the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I respect I don't that. hate it. Okay. So I think there are a lot of things about you that, like, even... I mean, I know most things about you, but, like, mm-hmm. even I don't really know, like, the depths of it. Right. And I feel like the people who listen to this podcast, like, they hear a lot about everyone else that's on the podcast. Obviously, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But we need to get into the nitty-gritty of Ooh. Chelsea Rife. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> So I'm just going to, like, throw some stuff out there and see where it goes. All right. So we're doing a full-blown Diane Sawyer 60 Minutes interview. Welcome, everybody. It's Shelly Baldass. We're like the Kardashians. Yeah. Of Chicago. Um, Should I edit that out? (laughs) (laughs) No, I like like it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Let's, Let's get to it. All right. So I'm wondering, and I'm sure everyone else is wondering, like, what motivates you to like be who you are like how you got to this point where you feel like you can you wanted to start this podcast like you're motivated to do it and you do it you you have a full-time job Mm -hmm. and you do this so which is also kind of a job so like what is like motivating you to do all this stuff yeah i would say motivation to just be who i am i feel like that's a hard question to answer because i feel like sometimes i don't know who i am yeah and so I feel like getting into the depths of that, it's like, I guess what motivates me to do what I do is like to figure out more who, of who yeah. I am. Yeah. I think you get to know who you are by doing things you like and don't like. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, when we, when we jump into my dating stories, like you start to truly weed out what you like and don't like. And so I feel like doing different things in my life motivates me to get there. I think in the larger picture, I want to be independent because my parents have given me so much growing up mm-hmm. that I want to be able to give back to them, yeah. but also show them, like, you don't need to worry about me anymore. Yeah. Like, I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to worry, uh, mm-hmm. you know, about anything that I'm doing. And yeah. so what motivates me is to be, like, I'm also the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, anyone that's the oldest kind of knows you have to be, like, a role model. Yeah. 
And so there is a part of me that wants to always motivate and like set an example. Yeah. Um, starting this podcast, I started listening to podcasts when Serial came out. I think that was like the original one yeah, everyone I listened like that's to. Like what started this the whole podcast, podcast movement? Game. Yeah. Like that was insane. And then I don't even remember like the second or third podcast that I listened to. But then. Yeah. But that one just like sticks out. Yeah. And yeah. then, over the years, I started listening, and I'm like. These the people I'm listening to aren't like A list celebrities. They're no, just people, they're people that are interviewing other interesting people. And so I realized to give everyone some background too. Like I went to Florida State and I got my mm-hmm. degree in broadcast journalism. I wanted to be Aaron Andrews, Samantha Ponder. Like that to me was my calling. Yeah. And then people are always like, Oh my God, I could see you doing that or E News. Yeah. And so I've always wanted to do something creative with other people. Like yeah. really. I don't know, on, like, a platform where a lot of people could hear about it. Yeah, like, you've always kind of wanted to be, like, a part of that world. Yeah, and like so... people know what's going on in your head and, like, talking about exactly, it. Exactly, and, like, having real-time conversations and... Yeah. Again, just so we're, like, a, a large amount of people mm-hmm. could follow and, like, learn. Right. In that sense, Exactly, yeah. and so I actually found out I didn't want to be a sports reporter because... Um, People were telling me how awful it is, especially for women in the industry, but mm-hmm. also where you have to start out is like literally I'm not even making this up, like Iowa, Idaho. Yeah. Then you quickly move like to the markets. Of nowhere, bottom of the barrel. Like the the like- highest you'll ever get is probably like maybe Tampa. And that's already where I'm from. Yeah. Like I'm from the central like Florida it area. It really take you that far out of your comfort zone. And I was like, you want it to. And then I started really envisioning what I wanted for my life. And I was like, I don't want to spend all my 20s jumping from small market to small market, Mm -hmm. clawing my way to try to make it. Yeah. And then the and then realizing, wow, I just spent 10 years not like settling down, like chasing something, right, chasing something and then have it bomb. And like maybe that was a belief I had about myself thinking I couldn't get to that level Mm -hmm. because I think I could if I had tried hard enough, but there was just something, there was also this thing of like, when you're in a world that you thought was like your like, um, interest or fantasy, Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't want to see behind the scenes. Yeah. So I started thinking like, I really love sports. I really love that Mm -hmm. industry. But I was like, wait, I don't know if I really want to know. Like Like you want it to be still kind of like this out of touch fantasy. It's a fantasy world. And like, it's, it's amazing and perfect. And that's what you want it. Exactly. Like forever because exactly. And so that like quickly faded. And then I wanted to start, this is really funny, a beauty Instagram. And I actually did start one. Did you? And it was called, you're going to die. <laughs> I can't, I can't. What is you're going to die. What is it? You're going <laughs> to shut the podcast off. <laughs> Miss Mademoiselle. <laughs> oh my God. I quit. I can't be your friend. I can't be your friend. Literally called Miss Mademoiselle. How in the world does one come up with this? Name? That was a help with my mom, Agnes, who was recently on the podcast. My girl, Agnes. Um, and what's funny is this was when Instagram had just come out. And so oh my God. I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to start this. Like, I really like doing hair and makeup. Um, this new platform's out here. This is a way to share with people. Going again, back to, like, sharing things yeah. that I like. Like, it's always been kind yeah, of Yeah, like, I just wanted to share stuff I like with a lot of people. And yeah. then all my friends were like, why would you do, like, that is not what Instagram is for. I'm like... I just thought it was a cool way to share. So I did like Which four is kind posts. Of funny because like it is what Instagram is for now. Uh, like it's all that you see. Okay. So it's kind this of is funny my point. That, that was like my point of all this. Not like, that Miss Mademoiselle would have taken off. But you like, don't know. <laughs> you're right. I you don't know that. I usually don't know. And so I 
I kind of was like, yeah, I don't know about this. Like, what am I going to post other than like curling yeah. my hair and doing it? And like you said, look at now these beauty, what we call influencers yeah. are making like $50,000 a post. So I'm like, like, okay, everyone note to self. Don't <laughs> listen to your friends. If you think it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> always trust your gut. Always trust your gut. Dear. And so getting to the podcast oh, before that too, I tried to start a blog. I wrote like four posts. Yeah. Um, there was a lot that I've tried to do to like just, start a platform to share with people and it just yeah. I've never nothing's clicked and so yeah. podcast I was like wait you don't have to do as much editing as a YouTube video where mm-hmm. you have to think of lighting audio and, like, captions the way, like, people are seeing your facial expressions oh my like, god everything if you're messing up it's like all out you need there. to be like ready for the camera if your yeah. mic breaks you're done like mm-hmm. all there's actually like 10 layers of video editing yeah and I, I also hate video editing. I went to grad school for that type of work. And I was like, well, that's off the table. Yeah. Blogging to me, I was too much of a perfectionist at that point where I was like re-editing the blog mm-hmm. 17 times. Then I would look at the pictures and be like, I hate these. I want to start over. Yeah. I need to yeah. go shoot again. And I was like, okay, well, now blogging's off the table. And so once podcasts came out, I'm like, wait, all you do is hit record. And like talk. Talk and like yeah. maybe edit a few things out. You get to know which like you're so I think you're so personable and like oh, social well, thank you. that getting to know people is like easy for you. So it kind of is like the perfect. Platform. That's why I was like, wait, this is like, what am I doing? Yeah. Not starting a podcast. Yeah. And so I actually wanted to start it probably a year and a half ago. Yeah, you've been talking about it for, for a, a long yeah. time. Like we talked about names for it. We've talked about ideas, and then finally I was like you know what you're making up excuses now for not starting like Like just go for it now you've at that point i was like i've talked about it so much it's embarrassing that i haven't started it and so i was like okay whatever invest in the equipment um which is funny because now i just record on my phone because my equipment doesn't even pick up sound that well we're just like chilling on a phone we're chilling in her (laughs) living room um but i was like just just start this and see what happens and like if i could not that you even asked this question but if I could like teach anyone from my learnings from doing this for only like a few months now is launch it and then tweak it yeah because that was my problem I was like it needs to be absolutely perfect I need to have the best guests I need to have a website to house the content I need the perfect equipment yeah I need to make sure all my questions are on par Mm -hmm. and I was like that was was, what's scaring me because I'm like I don't have any of that yet yeah I don't have the right microphone this and that and then finally Mm -hmm. I was like Whole, oh my god just sit down and interview someone yeah. like and like see how it goes see how just, it like, goes push forward with that and see like what you want to change and exactly it, like coming out with your first podcast is like people understand that you still have to like figure it out and figure out what kind of like your brand whatever your brand is it's like, like going to school the first day like who are you gonna be friends with what classes are you gonna like how are you gonna even like school like what like what right. like, extracurricular activities are you gonna do like that's very similar yeah and so, to your point, like, my first podcast, I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Let's just yeah. ask a ton of questions and see what happens. And then it turned into, okay, I can have a little more conversation while I'm asking mm-hmm. these questions. And now I feel like I like it to be a little more like this, where yeah. there are questions, but yeah. it's a lot more conversational. So, yeah. what motivated me was that want to always share stuff with people that I find interesting. Yeah. Because I've learned so much from podcasts, and I'm like, hopefully someone can find value in this. Um, but it definitely motivates me to be independent too, because mm-hmm. to your point of having a full-time job, I'm like, this isn't something you can half-ass. Like, yeah. if you're going to do a podcast, you, you better to, do like, it. it. <laughs> you better yeah. be consistent. You it, better... It's not going to take off unless you actually push... Can you imagine if I was like, hey guys, I'm coming out with... <laughs> One episode every three months. Yeah, like it wouldn't ever. People would be like, great. Uh, be like, well, unsubscribe. I forgot about you. Yeah. Like so it would just be 
Yeah. Like, I, and I do think, like, you're, you, to me, at least, like, you're one of the more independent people I know. Like, you live by yourself. Like, you do things on your own. And, like, that's, you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Where, like, that could be a struggle for some people. Like, yeah. it's hard to do that. And, like, it, I think the doing the podcast kind of, like, like allows you to even push through that more. Because you have to meet new people. You have to be independent. You have to, like, It's also giving me more confidence. Because, yeah. I have to interview people I don't know and you don't just go to an interview, sit down and, and hit record and be like, all right, we're going to hit, we're going to start talking. You have to kind of like warm up to them, mm-hmm. like make sure you can break the ice or else the interview is going to be really cold and standoffish. Yeah. Like and it has to come. And I think like with your podcast too, like when you're talking to people, it comes through as like, I'm with you having this conversation. That's what I would Which hope. is important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why like, it has given me more confidence because starting out this is what everyone does I feel like when they start anything new is compare to everyone mm-hmm. I was like look at all the podcasts I listen to they have like real graphic design they they record in a studio they have like guests that are A-list celebrities and I was like but that wasn't your goal mm-hmm. my goal wasn't to have A-list celebrities it was just to like share insight with other people yeah. and so that's why I was like okay if you're gonna do it do it but also you this is your baby so like you say, need yeah. to make it what you want to make it and don't compare it to other people but like, also stay true to yourself yeah and also kind of like build a brand exactly yeah and i think like one of one of the biggest things and you kind of mentioned this about you is like your family and like that always comes through and mm-hmm. you guys are so tight-knit but you also have like a kind of a big family and that pushes you too because you have siblings that like are looking up to you and mm-hmm. all this stuff like how does that kind of play a role in all the things that you do? Yeah, I mean, it plays a huge role because I am really close to my family. Like, my mom was, like I said, on the podcast recently, mm-hmm. and she's one of my best friends. And my dad has basically, like, supported the life that I wanted. Like, yeah. when I said I wanted to move to Chicago, he wasn't like, ha, good luck. Yeah. You're going to, like, see what happens when you're on the streets. He was like, okay, what's the plan to get there mm-hmm. how are you gonna do that yeah he he keeps me level set but isn't like that's so crazy yeah and so that is really helpful because that's that's shown me like i can do something if i put my mind to it mm-hmm. granted you know they've helped me so much but like if i didn't have that support if he was like yeah you're crazy good luck in a big city you've never right. even lived there yeah then i would have like yeah you're right i'm not gonna go yeah um like he's he like your whole family is really supportive i think yeah I mean, I like they understand what you want, which is super cool. And, yeah, of course. And, and they're hilarious. They're hilarious. <laughs> I mean, anyone that heard my mom was probably dying laughing. Yeah. My dad thinks he's a comedian. I mean, he <laughs> he kind of is within our family. Yeah, like is, we yeah. die at his uh, yeah. text messages. They ju- they both just discovered Bitmoji, and that's all they speak to us now. In, um, <laughs> but my siblings. I'd love to see your mom and dad's Bitmojis. Oh the way. dear You'll God! Have to show me that later. Mm. Maybe not. Um, (laughs) But yeah, my siblings. It's funny now because you take on sibling dynamics when you're younger. And then Mm -hmm. as you grow older and you start developing different interests and personalities and uh, hobbies, you're like, whoa, we're like all adults. And we like there's a lot of things you don't know. Like, okay, for example, when you're in high school, oh, my brother likes soccer. My sister likes volleyball. Like, that's what we we're like. Oh, that's just that. Now I'm like, 
whoa, my brother's, like, super into health and fitness and, like, really into changing his mindset about things. Mm -hmm. And, like, my little sister has grown up to, like, take no shit from anybody. And my other sister's, like, the most kind-hearted person. I'm like, these are not things I... deeper level. (laughs) Yeah. When you're seven, you're like, shut up. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, I know their favorite food and what sport they play. (laughs) Yeah. But now it's, like, as you get... It's, like, one day you look back and you're like, oh, my God, we're all adults and we all have our own personalities. And we're all, like... And that's the thing. They play a huge... I, honestly, if they were like, your podcast is shit, please t- please shut yeah. it down. Yeah. What do you think you're doing? Like, this is garbage. I would be like, well, yeah, maybe I should shut it down. But, yeah. like, none like, of them are like that. they have a huge impact on your life. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I, I know your family, and I know that, like, you get a lot of your personality from them. And, mm-hmm. like, you guys are all... You guys all have your own personalities, but you also have... You share, like, this... You share, like, a... Yeah. You know. Similar, like... Uh, mindset, kind yeah. of. And, yeah. So, like, do you think that that's overall, like, where you've gotten most of your personality from? Or do you feel like it kind of comes from, like... I would say, like, most... Mm, most of it. But then I do feel like a lot of my personality developed from friends and, like, the groups mm-hmm. I hung out with as well. Um, but I do think I got... A, a lot of my like open-mindedness and non-judgmentalness from my family um i mean i don't think i'm like the most open-minded yeah crazy free spirit in the world but i think i am pretty open-minded about a lot of things mm-hmm. and i don't think i would have been that way had my parents not been that way yeah. and what i appreciate is that they also offer different perspectives like we'll be at the dinner table and talk about like gun control yeah and we don't get mad at each other we'll just debate each other and be like why do you think that yeah and then the other person will be like because x y and z you're like that makes okay, sense maybe like okay, right maybe i can see from your point of view exactly and so because of that it's prompted me to to not be afraid to like have those conversations to, like, with people voice your opinion and right say. and i'm not even talking about like oh, political i'm just no, saying general, yeah, yeah like people are scared to ask to get to know people because they're afraid to like they're gonna judge them yeah and i think that's what something that my family has taught me is like my mom more than anyone like okay this is a great example we went to brunch the other day mm-hmm. and she became such good friends with the waiter not even friends it was also a french cafe where the guy was french yeah he came out and wanted to take a picture with us no way yes this is at mason <laughs> marcel he was like thank you guys so much for coming like i really loved having you in here and i was like that wouldn't have happened if my mom wasn't in there like yeah it's because she made him feel like you are a value to this restaurant yeah and thank you for taking care of us at the table that he literally ran out of the restaurant and i was like i wish i could be like that where people were yeah. asking to like, take, take photos, photos. because i made their famous. day I like she's an famous. a-list celeb but yeah that's something that i've learned is like my mom really doesn't care what people think like she says these crazy things to waiters and i'm like mom stop talking to the waiter but it's like who she is and and like i feel like you also have that where it's like you're just gonna treat people how they deserve to be treated like it's like i would hope (laughs) yeah and you hope that people give you that yeah and like but Mm -hmm. i mean yeah they play i mean anyone's family plays a huge role but i also think it's important to know like if they if your family doesn't agree with you doesn't mean you have to do what they want to do mm-hmm. that is kind of the learning lesson of being in a bigger family not yeah. all of us agree with each other like yeah there's stuff that my sister doesn't think that i do is okay vice versa there's ways that my siblings act that i'm like mm-hmm. what are you guys doing and they would be like why do you care 
and that's also taught me to be like everyone's their own person like mind yeah. your own business just because we have the same last name doesn't mean we need to be doing the same things believe in the same things yeah have the same interests just for like the courtesy of being civilized mm. like you can that's what makes it interesting like we're actually going on a family yeah. vacation and i can't wait to see like yeah. the dynamics so now good. Because my brother's almost graduated, so I'm like, wow, now we're, like, really becoming all, like, adults? Out in the real world. Yeah. And is... that's, like, it's scary, but it's it's kind of fun to have that uh, mm-hmm. new relationship, too. Again, high school, to me, is almost very surface-level relationships. Yeah. You're just like, oh, let's eat dinner together and go yeah, to Chili's. Like, you're eating, like, Wendy's on your couch. Yeah. And, like, after a sports game. Right. Like, this it's like, like, all right, now we're going to sleep during Yeah, hours, now we're, now like... it's, like, you have to get into, like, the depths of... Like, relationships, like, and what do you want to do with your life, and why, and, like, that all makes sense. Yeah, it's just been really fun to, like, get to know my siblings as mm-hmm. adults with, like, fully, not fully developed personalities, but <laughs> mostly fully developed brains. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, even for me, like, getting to know my brother from sort of, like, a different light, mm-hmm. I think it just, like, changes the way you view people. And, like, yeah. Like, this person was one thing in your life five seven years ago and now it's like a completely different relationship and dynamic and like i think it like balances it's more yeah and it's also weird to think like wait i can drink with this person we can go to brunch together like wait i could go on a trip with my like brother you know what i mean you're like like, wait i can do these things like this is actually fun you have like built-in best friends it's actually kind of like sad to think i mean but it's true like when people could are at the age where they can drink with you it like changes your relationship Like, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Here we go. Let me show you what bottomless brunch is about. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it's different. I mean, this is not about me, but, like, it's different because you're the oldest and I'm Mm -hmm. the youngest. So, Mm -hmm. like, my brother has probably the perspective that you Mm -hmm. have where I have probably the perspective, like, maybe my siblings has. Yeah. Like, just, like, from the youngest perspective, it's, like, you're coming up and everything's changing and that person's, like, taking you out. You're going through, like, milestones together that are Mm -hmm. fun because... The opposite can relate. Like, I can relate to my sister going through, like, uh, relationship troubles where your brother can probably relate to that. But then vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of get to see your brother go f- through it first. Yeah. And yeah. So you're like, like, I can learn from that. Yeah. What's it? I mean, and this is just something, like, I'm curious about. Like, what's it like being the oldest? Like, mm. what's it like? Because it's probably such a different world than being the youngest. Oh, my God. It is. I mean... Like I said, I kind of have to be, like, an example, but it's funny because once we get into some of these stories, my siblings are going to be like, you're no longer an example to us. <laughs> They're going to be like, I kind of give up on uh, you. <laughs> I have a new person I look up yeah. to. Um, there is always that kind of fear of that, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I always have to be this, like, person that they look up to, and... As I've said on this podcast a million times before, I go to therapy every week. Shelly's mm-hmm. actually a therapist. I, am. I love it. I hate that there's like even a stigma around it because it's just a third Amen, party that sis. you're talking to. But something that I talk about all the time in therapy is sometimes I'm like, I do feel like I always have to uphold this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an example. I'm a role yeah. model. I'm like, I'm not. Like, I'm not a spokesperson yeah. for anything. Yeah. Like, I'm a real human being. I go through shit just like everyone else. Yeah. So I think that's just in my 27th year of life realizing like if you're the oldest doesn't mean you always have to be a perfect role model for every person um I think the other part of it the good part of it is that like you are the guinea pig so sometimes that can be bad but sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be good 
Yeah. Like, right now, my young, the youngest, my parents don't care. They're like, whatever, as long as you're not in jail, doing drugs, yeah, like you- arrested, like, <laughs> do it. Where I was like, if you say shut up, you will be grounded for the rest of the year. <laughs> and, like, that is, I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> rest of the if year. I said shut up. It's like January. I would be excommunicated from the family. Uh, yeah. And exactly. so that's the... I guess that's, like, the bad part of being oldest is, like, your parents are like, we need to figure out with her first. Yeah. And then they're kind of like, all right, we'll give oh, up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then by the end, it's like, just, just survive. Like, we're and too like, old we're to deal with this. <laughs> just, like, make it through college mm-hmm. and we'll be happy about it. Yeah, so the oldest is, it's fun being a guinea pig. It's also, mm-hmm. there's a downside of it, but it is fun to, like help them through everything too yeah. i like that side of it yeah like you have a different perspective and yeah you've been through it so you can like but i do think like creating relationships as adults is like such a different um yeah like just Landscape. a whole different yeah like different world and like i mean we became friends as adults mm-hmm. and it's it really is different like you it's so different are in such a different place and like what do you think like the i mean like your adult friendships like what do you think is like the difference in them versus like I think about like high school friendships college friendships and then like a whole nother dynamic in adult friendships it's funny you say that because I remember thinking in college like this is it this is my friend group yeah I found it forever yeah like like, this is it you cannot think outside of college you're like I'm not my coworkers are probably going to be 60 like I'm not going to get to know them (laughs) or like they're going to be boring or annoying like I never I thought I would maybe have like one coworker friend and like mm-hmm. it would be like a surface level friend, yeah. which is funny because now I'm like best friends with all my coworkers. All of them. Yeah. But it's different because you you do form a lot of your personality in like high school and college. Mm-hmm. So you kind of when you're around your high school friends, you act the way you were in high school. Oh my gosh! When we we talk about this. Like, yeah. Often, like you like revert. You back. revert back. You yeah. with your college friends, you become the person you are and you were yeah. in college and like. So adult friendships to me was almost refreshing because I was like, wait, I'm not that person. In high it's school like almost college. more organic. Yeah, and yeah. you're like uh, going back to like being out of college. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. we we're not gonna talk about happy hour at Potbellies at yeah. FSU. We're not gonna talk about like sorority hookup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though that's probably we how we bonded. Do talk about, <laughs> it's like we kind of do talk about. Yeah, that. I act as like that's something we don't talk about. Um, but it is something that like. You get to know each other on this level because you're like, I, I have a full-time job. I don't have time for friends that, like, I'm not going to yeah. connect with. Yeah. And that's not saying it and I'm like, I don't know, it's time for you. But it's truly, like, anyone that starts a full-time job, when you first mm-hmm. work that 40 hours, you're like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to just go be a waitress and yeah. work <laughs> like, I 20 hours it. a week. Like, like, it's like, forget it. Yeah. Literally forget it. Like, I would work at, at rather work at, like, Cold Stone, which was my first job. Yeah. Like, when I first started my job, I was like, there's no way I'm making it a month here. <laughs> Stone. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Cold Stone Creamy was my first job. <laughs> um, like making a birthday cake hot remix. <laughs> yeah. That's why when I go to Cold Stone now, I'm like, uh, that's not I gotta love it. I know where you have <laughs> to scoop. It's the cookie don't you want some. Yeah, everyone's is. Is it? That's mine. I'm the most basic. Man, no, I thought it was like, remix I thought it was is the most out basic. of the box. Mm-mm. Man, okay. Um, <laughs> I remember the question. I've had 14 glasses of sangria. <laughs> Just, like, adult friendships. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because we've talked about this all the time. Like, I think you, me, and our other friend, Lexi, have worked out really well because we met each other at pretty much similar paths in Mm -hmm. life. Like, just moving into a city. Just getting into grad school or being in grad school. Yeah. Starting our careers, which we could relate to each other really well. Mm -hmm. Whereas, it's hard for me to have friends, like, that now in adult life that I'm like, 
if you don't not that I'm saying like if you don't live in a city I can't relate to you but no, it's just but different it's to different, like yeah well it's also like, to make we, like, friends in a city too yeah and I think we like all picked up we moved we were kind we of like starting stories. right we were like starting a new life mm-hmm. kind of and like I don't I mean it's weird to think too like our paths potentially could have not crossed after college like, right and it worked it's so weird how it, living in Chicago has worked out like yeah. I I live in Chicago. I'm from Florida. Shelly's from Florida. She lives in Chicago. Yeah. It's weird that we all are friends from technically yeah. Florida. I Yeah. And I think, like, we should cycle back to, like, our origin story because Oof. it is incredible. It's hilarious. And, like, I think it's important because of our dynamic. Like, yes. it's just so funny because we're really, really close. Yeah. But in college like we neither of us like know knew this story until we moved to chicago and we still didn't know it until when did we figure it out on when when the when all of those uh, guys came, guys okay. came up for memorial day weekend and we okay. were talking about it and we were talking to somebody and he said uh you guys already knew each other and we were like we're like no what? we met like, in chicago we, yeah like no we've known each other since we moved to chicago and Which then it's been was like, like what three years we said yeah and then it was like he tells this story and we both just connect the dots and it is like literally a light bulb went off in my head that I was like oh oh my god I know and this is her yeah, like this is like it's like a mystery girl in my head this whole story is like a mystery girl so I mean backstory we both went to Florida State yeah we both went to Florida State we lived in a bubble had the same friends if anyone's in greek life too or has been in greek life mm -hmm. not only is college being in a bubble greek life greek life is being in the micro bubble of a bubble of a bubble yeah like Like, you are everybody knows everybody teeny tiny world and like you just you interact with everybody's like that's it like this is my group of friends this is the life i'm living these are the people i'm gonna hang out with for the rest of my life and like we i mean (laughs) i don't even know how to tell this story but like we ended up in a bed together. Is that the right way to say that? We ended up, I wouldn't even say a bed. It was, it was a, let's cow, rephrase it was a this. It was, it was a, a futon. futon. We were, when I, let's give, I feel like this is sounding explicit. Yeah. We, <laughs> we weren't like in a yeah, bed. Like, we, we, I think it was in summer. I think it was my graduation yeah, weekend. Yeah. It like, was my graduation weekend. There was a guy that I knew that we had a mutual guy friend and he was like, oh, come back to our apartment. We're all drinking. We're hanging out like kind of an after party. And anyone who knew me in college is going to start crying at this. <laughs> I was the queen of after parties. Oh, like yeah. I would shut a bar down. People would be like, where are you? Like 4 a.m. Like roaming the streets, <laughs> like looking for an after party. <laughs> Like by yourself, in literally like, in like the trees, literally of like, like roaming. Like, like what's that Tallahassee? Like oh, uh, what's that street? I'm not even remember anymore. Like Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee Street. Like where's the after party? The, where did Heritage Grove? Her- I would be anywhere looking if for an after ever party. See, like you know Heritage Grove. People are probably like, oh god, these girls. So yeah, yeah, they're like after party. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And we were all hanging out, drinking, mm-hmm. like chilling on this futon, <laughs> and then. I'm sitting with this guy, and the futon's not that big. It's not no, like a community it was futon. Like a, a love seat futon. Like it yeah. Was like- and so I'm sitting with this guy, and this other girl comes up and is like, in, let's again tell this perspective as if I don't know Shelly. She comes up and like sits on the futon as if she owns this apartment. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, who is this chick? Like, she just plopped on the futon, like, kind of being flirty. Seems like she's trying to like compete with me over this guy that like, I'm not even sure what is happening. Like, this guy and I are friends. Like, what's happening here? And, like, there's another guy with us. Yeah. And this guy was... 
I had known him like all four years of college yeah. and that so that's how that's why I went too I was like oh I know all these guys and this girl in my mind I'm like oh I'm good friends with these guys and this girl comes in like I'm like she must be one of their girlfriends because the way she's acting oh is like God. a girlfriend this status like, this is more embarrassing for me than anyone and so then it gets even worse because then we're chilling there I'm like okay well no one's introducing me to her I don't know who she is yeah we like, never got introduced to each other I don't think anyone was like hey this is Shelly this is yeah. Chelsea or else I would have remembered that no we definitely didn't like I just remember like they were like they turned the lights off and they were like all right time for bed and we're like and we uh, like we, I feel like we both were like pinned straight like what is yeah happening? I was like, like you don't just turn the lights off at an like after four, party the four of us were just laying on this futon and I, in my head I think we probably were thinking the same thing I was like what the hell is going on and yeah like, who is this girl like why is this happening and I ended up just getting up. And going into our mutual friend's room and yeah. just going to sleep. And she passed but out. Chelsea's perspective was that, like... She was, like, a hoe. <laughs> I thought she was, like, going up she to the room was, like, to, like, hook up with the guy. Like, and I'm, like, wow, this girl is ballsy. Like, yeah. just went up to the room and was, like, come follow me. Like, <laughs> that is what I thought. And I'm, like... I can't like this is all weird that also the guys were just like acting like it was normal yeah. and I'm like what is happening like I felt like it was the middle of an after party and they were like alright bedtime yeah and so I was like what? why is everyone acting so weird why is no one introducing me to this yeah. girl fast forward literally like two or three years yeah. later and then someone makes this connection and we like and literally he, the light bulb went off her head and we're like you were that girl on the futon <laughs> and Chelsea's like you were the hoe and I, I was like, like no like and now she, of course she knows that like those are like my best You're like guy brothers. friends. Yeah, so like it's funny to to like those are like I'm so close with them that it wasn't it wasn't like No, it that. wasn't weird. You're like I'm hang- I'm going to sleep in like yeah. my brother's bed like Like it was just like so chill and whatever, but like it's funny to hear like the perspective cuz I was like who is this girl like like what for is the going longest on? time I was like what a cocky little girl like <laughs> like forever and now that I know you I'm like I could not th- everything I thought of you about you that night is total opposite yeah, it's like, like completely inverse. different and it's so funny but I feel like that's just such like it just shows like when you're in a different phase of your life your thoughts about someone are mm-hmm. just so skewed and like you you can't even fathom like you couldn't even fathom that you would be my one no, of my best friends never like later in life you were like this girl is a hoe and she sucks I, I remember too you know there's girls that rub you the wrong way mm-hmm. I remember thinking like this girl's rubbing me the wrong way when I well because I was like what is she doing like really? she's just sitting here walking in <laughs> well, going upstairs yeah like, and I think like but she's I not was, their girlfriend yeah like I was really close with them so I felt really comfortable and but then I feel like that came off in a way that was like. But to your point, like, perception is, like, your own perception. Yeah, and like, they didn't introduce us, which was, like, weird, too. Yeah, and it's just so funny now, because now we're all friends. Mm-hmm. Like, they came to visit. Now we're all, like, yeah. hanging out. And we're like, just, whoa. Now, and here yeah. we are now. Shelly's doing my About Me interview. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what is happening? Like, think, like, how far we've come. But I, I do think, like, it just is, like, again, like, phases of your life mm-hmm. and how different they are and, like, how, I don't know, like, yeah, just, like, how interesting it is to make friendships then to make to think you hate somebody then and then like come three years later and it's and like, like also like go of judgment this is something i learned again i had like a lot of revelations in my last yeah. probably like i would say eight months there's girls that i follow on instagram from high school mm-hmm. and i would like hate follow them i was like hated that girl in high school hated that bitch in high school <laughs> follow, follow hater follow. remember and then i was like like recently all these girls are like getting married and mm-hmm. posting relationships having babies 
And I'm like, that's actually a cute picture. Like, I'm, yeah. and then I'm like, why do I hate them? Yeah, like, you can't even remember. I can't even remember why. And hate is a strong word. Like, you just use the word hate in high school because you're like, have an underdeveloped vocabulary. <laughs> and you think, like, that's the only yeah, word. Yeah, like, that's the only word. I was anybody. just like, oh, we would never be friends. And now I'm like, I probably would be good friends with that person if I like yeah. let go of this like, weird like, yeah. lens that I had that I that we didn't get along in high school. Like yeah. also newsflash, I graduated high school almost ten years oh ago. God. Next year's our ten year. That's why I was like, am I joking? Like yeah. holding on to going back to the revert thing. Like when I go mm-hmm. home, I have this weird like don't hang out that girl. And yeah. I'm like, why? And that's why I think it doesn't ever feel like it's ten years because like Mm-mm. you go back to that person and it's like. I have a crush on this person and I feel this way about this person. It's yeah. like, meh, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, like, like, maybe not. Maybe I, that crush was because I was, there were two boys in my high school that were cute <laughs> and maybe I hated that girl because she liked the guy I liked and now she's married to a guy from a different, you know yeah, what I mean? Like it's like, just like your life has come to a completely different place and you think that you would look back and be like, this is different, this is different. But then when you go back to like friendships from high school or college or whatever, you just I don't know what happens, but you just, like, revert back. You, like, pretend you're still in Everything feels the same. But that's something I've learned, too, is, like, stop pretending you hate people that you don't. Like, you don't have to hold on to that. That's really limiting yeah. yourself. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the funny thing about adult friendships, too, I think the word adult is a turnoff. Mm-hmm. I think when people think of the word adult, they think nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. Like, miserable. Miserable. Going out once every month. Yeah. Uh, you know better than anyone. We were wild. Oh yeah, like moved to Chicago, and I was like more. I mean, I think we both were like more wild when we moved here than like even my like I don't know senior senior year year of college, which is saying like a lot lot. (laughs) because I was like climbing through bushes. Uh, I was like (laughs) throwing rocking chairs from lawns, like. I was wild yeah, in college. Like, like, especially being in Greek life, you don't care what any No. Because you no matter like what you're, you're doing, someone's doing worse. Mm-hmm. And that's... I remember thinking, as soon as I'm in Chicago, I'm going to become this mature adult. Yeah. I'm going to have a f- yeah. savings account with $10,000. I'm... Ne- <laughs> I, like, overdraft weekly. Like, like, literally paycheck to paycheck, just and trying like, to survive. Yeah, I think the issue is, like, you have money to do all the things you were doing. In college, yeah. you're broke or you're living yeah. off loan money. When I got my first paycheck, I was like... What can I do? I'm to buying blow drinks this? for the whole yeah. bar. Oh my god, I act like I'm P Diddy at the bar, and I literally and I like, learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, like I I feel like the first year we were here, it was very much like we would go out Friday night, Saturdays. Saturday brunch, Psycho Saturdays, Psycho Saturdays, from eleven a.m. brunch to two a.m. the next day, and then restarted and it then again restarted. Sunday. Yeah, and then just like lived our lives normally. I would even go out on work nights. Yeah, like now I'm I was like, I invincible, even but. That. That's something I learned, I think, when people think about, like, meeting adult mm-hmm. friends, you're like, oh, it's going to be so... Bo-. Like, I thought, it's going to yeah. be a coworker. what are we going to go to Starbucks and chat over coffee? <laughs> now I'm like, half my coworkers I've been on, like, international trips with, yeah. like, I'm yeah. best friends with, we had the best time, like, that's something I've learned is stop, like, making up judgments before yeah. you even get mm-hmm. to that point of your life. Yeah, and I think, like, it, it's scary to... Th- to imagine adulthood because you're like oh okay I'm gonna be this person and I have to be this person Mm -hmm. like I have to be put together and I have to I will say that I I probably know three people that are like fine you know like the rest of my friends are like hanging on by a thread (laughs) like most of us are like all of us are because if you think about it 
how many layers of your life are there? There's relationships. Mm-hmm. There's your job. There's your finances. There's your appearance. There's your uh, inner being. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't name one person. Your finances. There's not one person I know that has everything all that. If someone has the best relationship, they hate their job. Yeah. If they have. If they hate their job. They're in. They have the they're in best love. family. Like it's like, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, like, like it's something is like, never. Nothing is the perfect yeah. alignment. Yeah, and I think like people put a lot of pressure on like I need to have this and this and this by mm-hmm. this time, and I need to do this. Mm. Where it's like once you start getting older, and like we're not old by any means, but like we're you wiser. start to realize we're wiser. You start to realize that like you're not going to have all of those things in line right now. And, like, and that's that is, all right. That's life. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Like, this is okay. really funny, like, to even put these two things together. But I saw this quote on Instagram, like, speaking of life. <laughs> and this guy literally was, like... Speaking of life. He was, like, how insulting is it to think that you have life figured out in your 20s? Yeah. I was, like, damn, like, that was deep. Yeah. Like, how insulting... Who do you think you are? Yeah, like, who do you think that you are that you're going to you have, are, like, this your person? best everything figured out and also how boring would it be how boring would it be if you and i are friends and i had like the best job in the world best boyfriend in the world best family in the world best house in the world i'd be like how did she do that best you just be like i can't relate to you yeah like you're you're in a level that's like you don't seem like you had any hardships and that's like hard for me to relate to because Mm -hmm. everyone goes through hardships yeah and also if you think about if say you're perfect isn't real but say you are striving to be perfect why yeah like that doesn't make you any more relatable. That just makes you yeah. annoying. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it I mean, does. Like, and I think, like, that also comes from, I don't know, like, again, I'm bringing this up, like, phases of your life. Though, mm-hmm. But, like, you, you expect this phase as an adult, which, like, I still don't even really feel like an adult, which is bad. But like, I feel like I'm 19. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, like, yeah, I'm 21. Like, I'm... But like, like people ask, I'm like, I'm 23. Yeah, <laughs> like I actually say the wrong age, like half the time. I don't I even believe I'm 27. I was like, I'm born in 1991, so like I don't believe it. Yeah, like I honestly don't know. I don't know my age. <laughs> Shelly's blacking out oh, in the middle of our podcast. I don't know my age, who am I? <laughs> but I think like you expect this phase to be the most settled, mm-hmm. when in reality, I kind of feel like. It's the least settled I've felt. It is the most turbulent. Yeah, because you're actually having to navigate through your life without all of these, like, protective factors around you. Like, without all of these things to fall back on. Like, you have to do it. You have to figure out your structure. Because high school, guess what? You have first period through mm-hmm. sixth period. College, you have your classes. You have to do them. You can't yeah. just, like, not... I guess you could not go to class, but you'd probably yeah. fail. Yeah. You have to go to graduation. You have to yeah, pass and, that like, you're test. doing it for your parents. You're doing it for your siblings. Like... Now and it's like you gotta check on you. you. Like my my mom wasn't texting me every morning at nine a.m. Sweetie, <laughs> did, did you, you make to, it to work? <laughs> did you go to work? Like I wish. Sweetie, did you wake up to your alarm? Yeah, yeah like, like I wish my mom was doing. Yeah, that. like of course in your first week. How is it? How is that? But like it's my duty to like mm-hmm. set my alarm, make sure I'm like properly, uh, like being an adult. Like I'm mm-hmm. taking care of my bills. I'm. That's yeah. something going back to that independent <clears throat> question. I think it's really unattractive in people when they are so codependent on other people to get anything basic in life done. Yeah. And that's actually what prompted me to move to Chicago Mm -hmm. is realizing how dependent I was in college on so many other factors of my life. Like my parents were helping me pay for college. I had a ton of scholarships and loans. Like, yeah, 
from your sorority, everyone helps you out. You you have basically two hundred best friends. Like yeah. if I couldn't Literally, make it to like, class, someone's gonna give me their study yeah, guide. Like, like you live in a house with like hundred fifty. Yeah, girls. and like being in Chicago, I was like, I want to live alone. A because I had lived in a sorority house with fifty six girls. Yeah. But also, I was like, I need to learn how to do this all by myself. Like, I don't want my mom and dad text me every thirty thirty day of the month being like, yeah. your rent's due tomorrow, yeah, sweetie. Like. like Hey, I I got to alert your bills coming. Like I would, that's again, it's like at some point you have to grow up and realize this is what all of us have been through. You have to go through that next phase. So, and I think it's kind of interesting because I think everybody will say like a different phase of their life is like the best Mm -hmm. phase of their life. I mean, like I know a lot of people who would say college, like some people would say right now, so many phases. like, what do you think would be like your best phase in life? Like what's your view of that? I would say. I would say it's twofold. I would say the college was fun. Mm-hmm. That was the best phase of my life because I got to know there. I had to meet new people that weren't uh, part of my high school friends. None of my high school friends went to my college. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> and being in a sorority, I know this sounds like so lame, like being in a sorority, but like I really had to learn. There's 250 girls. Like mm-hmm. you have to figure out different personalities. You have to like navigate that world and that topic yeah. a lot. But the reason I liked college so much, too, was because it was the first time I was on my own where I was act. I mean, I was a freaking hooligan. Like, <laughs> I was wild. I should have gone to jail, like, probably three times in college. <laughs> but it taught me, like, a lot of adult skills, like, time management. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm going out to 2 in the morning and I have a test at 6 a.m., I better figure that out. Yeah. Like, like no one's on taking own. that like, test for me. Um, that was the best phase because, again, it... It taught me how to be alone, but I think actually after, so this is kind of a combo, I would say mm-hmm. this turned into like a worse slash best, but yeah. I even think there's a worse than this. Okay. But I think I can guess what the worst Yeah. Is. So after I graduated, this is the thing about college. You're in this bubble. Everything's fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing the same thing. You all have the same interests. Like literally it's like living in fantasy world for yeah. four years. Yeah, it really was. It's like, like being bubble. an adult Disney. You're like invincible. You're just like hanging out. You're being at like Disney with drinks every day. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like. And so when graduation came and this whole thing about being a broadcast journalism and this and that hit me, I was like, wait, I don't have a job. I didn't yeah. really think about that. Uh, I definitely don't want to move back home. Mm-hmm. Um, to give you guys some insight, too, I'm from a really small town in Florida called Satellite Beach. Yeah. Literally no one's heard of it. There's, like, yeah. I don't even know, maybe 20,000 people there. Um, it's right next to Cocoa Beach. It's, like, 45 minutes from Orlando. But the thing about moving back home was, like, I know I'm either going to get stuck there and I don't want to get stuck. Like, my whole point of going that to college was, was to yeah. not get stuck. And so I was like, I would like to leave. So when I graduated, I was like, oh. It was also really eye-opening because mm-hmm. you start to realize how much work your friends were doing that you weren't. Yeah. Like, all my friends moved to big cities. They moved to New York City, New Orleans. Yeah, like, like everyone just kind of scatters. I was like, what? L.A.? I'm like, what? And yeah. I'm just chilling in Tallahassee. Like, how did you get there? You know, like, that's And they're like, thought. oh, I was part of this <clears throat> team and club, and I had yeah. this many internships. I was like, oh, I didn't really, like, do any of that. And yeah. so um, after college, I actually was like, well, the only option I have is like stay here and find a part-time job so I not gonna toot my own horn but maybe like I was I'm pretty smart like book smart Mm -hmm. so I had really good grades in college like I had a scholarship um I was always like on whatever it's called like dean's list or president's list and so when it when that time hits you where you're like wow I don't have a job and I had those good grades you Mm -hmm. start to realize like 
I should have made more connections or and, like, like taken this a bit really, more seriously. Yeah, like it doesn't even. I mean, it matters. Like, it of matters. Of course, it matters. But it like at the same time too, it was like, is that really what mattered like the most? I was like, I well, really obviously know. it didn't because I'm yeah. chilling here. So yeah. I actually worked part time as a hostess at an Italian restaurant. And then my other job was working for our international programs office, basically the study abroad mm-hmm. office, doing their social media. So I was working both these jobs, like one at day, one at night. Yeah. And at first I was like, whatever. Oh my God, I'm staying in Tallahassee. Uh, Newsflash, when you live in a college town after you graduate and all your friends are gone. It is not the same. You might as well live in a ghost town. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. You don't have the same friends to go to happy hour. You're no one's going out doing the same. The guys you had crushes on aren't They're there. Gone. Like everything's like. So luckily, I found a few girls that I could live with. And but the thing was, they were there getting their uh, master's degrees or like having real jobs. Yeah. So then it made me even feel worse. I was like, wait, they're like excelling their lives, and I'm working at an Italian restaurant as a hostess. Bella. Yes. <laughs> it was the best place in Tallahassee. But I'm like. Again, at first you're like, ooh, whatever, like, yeah, my like, schedule's flexible, yeah. I can still go out. But again, after you're a like, month, you're like, you're I'm like, not going out, because my friends aren't <laughs> I'm not here. going out, because there's no one to go out with. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, I would say that, was, I don't want to say it was the worst time in my life, it was just really eye-opening, being like, mm-hmm. whoa, my book smarts don't yeah. matter right now. Like, yeah. your friends aren't here, you're, you like, have to figure this out. This is where the independence kicked in, I'm like, you have to figure this out, like, get it going. And yeah. so, I was just like, you know what? Why don't you go to grad school, figure this out, um, get your life together. But because my schedule was so flexible, um, I started taking my health a lot more seriously. So I was like eating really well. I was working out four times a week doing yoga and kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And I was really disciplined that I hadn't, ne- you know, being an FSU, like yeah, there's yeah. no discipline. Nope. <laughs> the biggest for, discipline for you have is I- like. I have to make it to my exam to, like, fill out a Christmas tree yeah, bubble like, and hope I it's just good have enough. To, I just have to arrive I have to check in exam. for attendance. <laughs> That's it. So, <clears throat> I like that part of my life because I was really disciplined. Like, people would be like, hey, let's go to dinner and catch up. I was like, I'm sorry. I have my kickboxing class. Mm-hmm. It's really important to me. Mm-hmm. I love going. And I learned how to, like, set expectations and boundaries for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was going consistently, like, Monday through Thursday. Started eating really healthy. Like, instantly started seeing a change in my body really started like connecting mm-hmm. with my roommates just a different connection that wasn't like oh my god let's get jaeger bombs yeah. like oh, i was like let's get to know why bombs other. everywhere yeah like <laughs> speaking to your adult relationship thing like mm-hmm. that's when you start to realize like wait this girl's been dating her boyfriend for so long i want to learn more about that mm-hmm. and like why like, are you so interested you in this wanna, like and so understand yeah so then when i made the decision to move this is where I learned if you have an idea and you truly believe it and you stop this sounds so cliche I even hate like saying this but like <laughs> if you really like believe it and don't care what anyone else thinks the universe will it. work with you yeah. like so I was like I'm gonna go to Chicago I don't even want to wait a year I want to get in spring semester mm-hmm. I'm gonna move there it's happening and everyone's like okay why don't you wait till fall semester mm-hmm. why don't you wait till you take the GRE and take some yeah. time and I was like I, I don't want to wait that long like I don't want to be here for another eight months I don't want to live at yeah. home and it and so I really like buckled down I like I got a tutor for the GRE I was mm-hmm. going like every two weeks no every week for like two hours studying got the GRE scores took the test Applied to a million places in Chicago and Florida. Mm-hmm. I applied to, like, University of Miami. Like, like all these places. To see. Everywhere. Because I was like, if you want to make this happen, that's the other thing. I think people think, like, if I sit here and think it enough, it will come to me. Mm-hmm. 
that was when I learned, like, no, you better put in the work. Yeah, it's like, like a it's combination of, yeah, too. like, you better work and believe in it. I was like, I know I'll get there, it's just how. Mm-hmm. And so it all happened really quick. I got into Loyola for my spring semester, and I would say that was the best phase of my life because I was like, whoa, I just learned how to, like, be disciplined on my own in terms of everything. Like, yeah. studying, my health, putting in work, being mm-hmm. independent. Like, my parents weren't like, well, let's fill out your applications for grad school. Like, I had to be like... Like, you had to do it. And people still, like, as much as I see people weren't there in Tallahassee, people were still going out. Like, yeah. well, hey, $2 shots at whatever paradigm. I'm like, I can't. Like, paradigm. I have to... <laughs> I have to, like, do my grad school application. So, that was a really good part of my life because I was like going back to like having your shit together i actually felt like i had my shit yeah, together like, i was like probably more so than, than like, now, now. <laughs> yeah yeah like i was taking care of my body i was taking care of my like intellect myself yeah. my relationships um my work like everything and then when yeah. i got to school i was doing really well i was still like going to yoga all the time mm-hmm. i was still eating healthy so i think that point that's what going back to like everything aligned for me i feel like everything aligned yeah like because i was happy with myself i was happy with my friends mm-hmm. i was happy with my family you were able to kind of like i love what i was doing i yeah like school was fun to me and i was like nothing's bad right now yeah and so that was the best, so that best was phase the of best. my life like, yeah absolute best because i and i think it goes back to like i did that all for myself yeah like the independence kind of came in and like yeah. you had to like really i did figure that for yourself, all out by myself figure it out like and you did it. Like, yeah. And you got here. And, I got here and here we are. And then once you're here, it's like, oh, shit. It's the real world, y'all. <laughs> like, okay, like, that was fun. But, and I think, like, it, that was, like, it could have been a, the worst phase of your life. But instead, like, you turned it around into something that was better. I had tunnel vision. I was like, I don't care. My, because there are some things that you're like, that's completely unrealistic. Like, my mom was like, why don't you just wait and wait it out like to yeah. go to in the fall semester like why don't you take classes back at home and then transfer up to, i was like that's not what i want to do like yeah and if you wait too long it won't happen like mm-hmm. if that's like how yeah, exactly like don't wait too long and listen to your gut because i was like i know i can do this mm-hmm. but as soon as i started doubting myself i was like get it out of kick it out of your head like yeah. you gotta Just keep like, going do it mm-hmm. yeah so what do you think then would be like the worst phase Woo! 2016 Tommy, <laughs> let me finish my day <laughs> We're about do, uh, six glasses uh, deep now. So do we have uh, four hours <laughs> for this podcast? Okay, we are going to stop right there because Shelly and I actually recorded for almost two and a half hours. So we're going to make this a two-parter. So this was part one. Next week will be part two and we'll jump right into what I considered the worst phase of my life, at least my adult life, where I basically just dated a bunch of back-to-back losers and ended up essentially having a mental breakdown and calling my mom crying on a public sidewalk in Chicago. Really fun times back then. So stay tuned for part two next week. Shelly will still be the host. Same exact interview. We're just breaking it up so you guys don't have to listen to two and a half hours all at once. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe and follow Shelly at Shelly Balls on Instagram. That's B-A-L-S. And then me, Chelsea Rife, R-I-F-F-E, on Instagram and Twitter. Those readings and reviews really help get guests on, so you guys don't always have to hear me doing solo podcasts or just interviewing family members. Even though those can be fun, I like to get really awesome people on. So help me help you, and we will see you next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.